Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. So, we heard him on the news there again in the last few minutes, the Acting Chief Medical Officer, uh, Dr. Ronan Flynn, and it really doesn't sound great, does it? Um, You know, Limerick got a bit of a reprieve over the last week or so, and there was some acknowledgement uh, by Ronan Flynn himself and by the Taoiseach of the fantastic efforts that you have made uh, to bring uh, the incidence of the virus per 100,000 people in Limerick City and County way down. I think we're down at about, what, 38 um, at the moment, but unfortunately we've seen cases start to creep up again over the last couple of days. The national rate, though, is a big worry now. It is over 90 per 100,000. And there's always a sense that 100 per 100,000 or above is when uh, the National Public Health Emergency Team get very anxious indeed. Now, they are pointing at, unfortunately, for our friends in Cork there and at a couple of uh, other counties. Uh, Dublin, we know already in level three restrictions, um, there could be more restrictions to come uh, for cities and counties uh, this weekend. We're hoping it won't be Limerick, but the general message from Ronan Glynn is that, as he says himself, the window of opportunity to stop COVID-19 becoming a national issue with restrictions, which would, of course, include uh, Limerick, is closing. So we are being urged once again, cut down your social contacts as much as you can. Wash your hands as frequently as you can. Wear your masks. Keep physical distance of two metres and that's in pretty much every setting and I know it's difficult you know if you've got visitors over to your home but you need to try to do it not a simple thing to do it's much harder with family but a lot of uh, the cases that they are seeing are in our homes they're in uh, private uh, homes Uh, and of course the cough and sneeze etiquette is important as well. So we thought we'd just get a sense uh, from some friends of the show about how they're feeling about COVID-19 now and maybe how attitudes have changed over the last six months as we head into uh, the winter. And uh, we have uh, with us uh, Hilary Thompson, model agent, uh, Maria Allen, who is principal of the Limerick School for the Deaf, and Kathleen O'Sullivan, UL graduate and journalist. And you're all very welcome. Good morning uh, to you. Um, well, Hilary... What are your thoughts overall now on all of this um, six months or more into the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, firstly, Joe, good morning. And good I've morning. missed you. <laughs> it's lovely to talk to you again. Cheers. Uh, yeah, and before I start, I just want, I know I'm not changing the subject just very quickly. I want to wish my good friend Declan Copus best of luck in the future. Absolutely, yeah. He got yeah, a like brilliant reaction that. yesterday as to his last afternoon show and Lovely a huge guy. response on Live 95's Facebook page thanking him yeah. for all he's done. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Joe, yeah, we've, we're living in um, very unprecedented times, really. It's, it's uh, very strange, like the new normal. But uh, as I said to, I was saying to my husband the other day, this virus is unforgiving and there's no boundaries, really. So we have to be very careful. I um, not, I have to be very careful myself because <clears throat> my husband is uh, type 1 diabetes and has four stents in his heart. So he's got a lot of underlying issues. So we've really been uh, isolating, trying to do the best we can, physical distancing. As I said, um, you know, 
we have the power to limit who we meet and we should uh, use that power and be sensible because that's really, as you said, it's what it's all about, no congregating and social distancing and masks and uh, just uh, just to be careful and uh, and you know, think I, I, about where we're going. I was thinking about it last night. There was a great documentary that was broadcast on TG Cahar about uh, the life of uh, the great Anthony Foley. Um, and yeah. uh, they were showing matches at the old Thoman Park and celebrations in different parts of the world and Munster fans getting together and mm. hugging and lifting uh, the team off shoulder high and all of that. And we're coming up, I think, to four years since Anthony passed away, just 42 actually in October. But uh, anyway, the point was, I watched that last night. I really enjoyed enjoyed every bit of it but it mm. just struck me the things we can't do now yeah it's 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 very strange like you wake up in the morning it's it's going on so long and it's not going anywhere anytime soon and you think oh did i just dream that but it's here and it's among us and it's what we really have to learn to live with it and our lives have all changed like it's had an impact on everyone's life and everyone's work and uh, we're all in the same boat, really, because you can't do a lot of things that we were so used to. Mm. I was always coming and going, meeting people. I love meeting people. Now I ring people because I'm nearly afraid to. You can't, you know, you can't be kind of going and meeting your friends because you don't know. Like I read something in the paper yesterday in Cork, um, in the one restaurant, I think there were 10 people who test positive. Yeah, and it's just that well, I'm actually in the scan. We're in the scanner at the moment, so we're very isolated here because we were supposed to be away abroad, but obviously we didn't go. But um, I'm not even going out to eat here, Joe. And I mean, that's not a bit like me, but I just have to be careful. Yeah, I'm cooking. Yes, so we're chatting to Hilary Thompson, and Marie Allen is with us uh, as well uh, as is Kathleen O'Sullivan. Um, Kathleen, you know, do you think attitudes have changed over the last six months in general to the pandemic and then among young people and how young people are being considered by others? Hi, Joel. Thanks for having me on, firstly. You're welcome. Look, as with everything, I mean, look, firstly, everyone is a bit fed up. Um, That's a given. Look, as with everything, the actions of a few, particularly with young people, they don't reflect the behaviour of the majority. What I would question, I suppose, is maybe the general defence that has kind of been given in the last few days that young people have, you know, suffered so much and that they, they give a little guidance, etc., so that they're still partying and socialising. Like, in all fairness, these aren't young you, these aren't young children we're talking about. While some guidelines over the last number of months might be unclear at times, but young people, I mean, they certainly know they shouldn't be crowding into houses together. There isn't an excuse. You know, these ones who are partying, they might need guidance, but they also really need to just cop on. You know, no one else should be blamed or responsible for their behaviour but themselves. And it's selfish and it really, really makes no sense and it just doesn't reflect the behaviour of the majority. However, there there are a lot of young people who who worked through the pandemic, many on the front line, but everyone does stupid things when they're young. It's just that I suppose young people right now, and indeed everyone, is under greater scrutiny now than ever before. I suppose the reason we're not here. Well, I suppose what I'd ask you is, I mean, as a young person yourself, you know, what do you think of even listeners to this show during the week saying that the army should be sent in to bust up young people at the Spanish Arch in Galway? It's extreme. I mean, it's extreme from all sides. I mean, 
people shouldn't be partying on the Spanish Arch, but we also don't need measures like this. I know, you know, we need we need more human approach than that. Like, I suppose, you know, the reason we're not hearing about all the young people who are behaving, the majority of young people who are behaving well is because they're they're just going about their daily business and they're isolating. But we don't hear about those, you know, who are behaving. They, they wouldn't make headlines, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And Marie Allen, I mean, you're looking at it from two perspectives, your own life and then, of course, your principal of Limerick School for the Deaf as well. Yeah, good morning, Joe. Um, yeah, it's it's very different um, when you're looking at it from a personal point of view and then from the point of view of having the responsibility of um, a school. And, you know, I suppose from our point of view in school, and we're back now um, over a month and we're into October already. And at the start, we were all wondering, would we even be here in October, you know, and back in schools? But it's great. So far, so good. Thank God. And, you know, we, we've had situations where people have been sick and have, you know, have had to leave school. And, you know, that's very trying on us as a school community. And, you know, it's it's an awful lot of pressure on parents then as well to be available to collect kids when they have to go home from school with symptoms because they can't go on school transport. And so the parents have to have had a list of people that they have available to collect kids from school if the parents aren't available themselves or if we're not able to connect them. Nice. So I suppose from a school point of view, that has been one of the biggest things for us um, here in the School for the Deaf and getting all of that up and running. And then from an administrative point of view, we have to have a lot of admin ready in case we do get a key, an, an outbreak in the school um, for the HSE and then the HSE take over. So there is a lot of pressure on principals out there in schools who are like saying, well, if I know there is a positive case in my school, I can't say anything about it. It has to come from the HSE and the HSE have to tell parents. So that puts a lot of pressure on us as principals in the schools then because we could be in a situation where we know something is going on in a classroom and parents can be contacting us. And then, you know, you're trying to um, think about what could happen on social media and how you can, you know, try and quieten all that down. And I suppose the letter that we've sent out to parents is appealing to them not to be on social media and not to be giving into rumours and things like that. And that all adds a whole different dimension to a school life and to, to that of admin, but also to the kids as well in school, you know. Um, the fact that Dr. Ronan Glynn made this very deliberate point of saying, look, we're going to be living with this for at least the next six months. Was that a good thing or a bad thing, Maria? I suppose for us, it's, it's probably a good thing, Joe, because, you know, there's always that element of what if and what if and what's going to happen if, if, you know, if we get a vaccine and who's going to get the vaccine first and what are we going to do? I think we all know in reality that in six months time, not everybody is going to be vaccinated. You know, we know that this virus is with us now and that some, okay, it might be mutating and it might be changing, but we need to learn to live with this and we need to adapt. And schools have completely adapted. And I know, you know, as a personal, in my own personal life, I've completely adapted to it as well. And, you know, you're reducing contacts and reducing what you're doing and going out for dinner and worrying about, oh my, will we go, will we not go, will we chance it? And our lives have completely changed. Mm. And I suppose in one way, 
it's good to know that, you know, okay, for the next six months, this is how it's going to be. And I suppose on everyone's mind is Christmas and what's going to happen at Christmas and are people going to be allowed to go and visit people and have a what we would call a traditional Christmas here in Ireland with, you know, going to visit our families and that. And it's a worry and that's something that we all have to think about, I suppose, and plan for. But knowing for us in school that the next six months, this is how it's going to be. We're not allowed visitors to school. There's nobody coming in and out of school. We're very much in our own little bubble. And I suppose there's safety in knowing that yeah. that's how it's going to be. Oh, sure, listen, I mean, since, since was it the 12th of March was the last time mm. that I had somebody here in the studio with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's something that we really miss here. Um, Absolutely. In, you know, yeah, in, 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 it is. It, it's very, it's a very different school and work environment, you know, where you, we're used to people coming in and out like OTs and physios and speech and language therapists and services to our students have changed, which has been a huge area of difficulty. Like audiology has, was cut down and all the, all the audiologists were redeployed at the start and I know a lot of children we're lucky in the Midwest our audiology service here for for our kids is back up and some of our kids have been seen by the audiologist again but I know there is a lot of children nationwide who are waiting on their um, appointments with audiology to get their hearing aids changed to have them even sorted and get you know tubes and molds and things done so it's had a huge impact it is for, in, in, for in ways our we, kids in that way. Yeah, yeah. As we can see in ways that we can't. We're chatting to uh, mm. Marie Allen, who is the principal of Limerick School for the Deaf, a model agent Hilary Thompson, and Kathleen O'Sullivan is a UL graduate and uh, a journalist. Um, Hilary, what about the daily case numbers that we get? Is that a good or bad thing? I often think that, Joe, you know, because um, that kind of frightens people, I think, you know. You're every day you're thinking, uh, oh, God, news now at six o'clock or half five, six o'clock on RT1. And you think, like, the cases have been climbing, which is quite worrying to watch. And this can have a big impact on people and makes people very nervous, I think. So I am not sure, it's not for me to say, but I'm not sure if that's a a very good idea every single day. Because it totally, it's absorbed your life because you have to watch it because you feel if you don't watch it, you don't know what what way it's going. And also... Um, you know, you need to know, you need to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So and, it's uh, kind of a mixed yeah, bag and, with me, really, you know. And Kathleen, I mean, that poor leaving Sir Class at 2020, oh. Kathleen, I mean, <laughs> for young people, again, shapers. Talk about oh. the year they've had, huh? I mean, it's a disaster. You, it, you know, to some extent, you kind of wonder, you know, maybe they're rebelling against it all. But again, I mean, look, there's, it's, comes under the same umbrella, the same issue, but things need to be separated too. It's very, very unfortunate. As far as I'm aware, you know, it, it was something in the coding that should have been caught by analysts. So, yeah, it's just poor kids. <laughs> and, and by the way, Kathleen, do you think that Alan Kelly in the Dáil, the leader of the Labour Party, Tipperary TD, was saying during the week that maybe we need to take this in bite-sized chunks that tr- try to bring people with, you know, the government especially who are ultimately making these decisions and say, you know, if we have to take tougher measures as we go in the next couple of months, it will be about hopefully saving Christmas and making it as normal as possible. Is is that a good idea? I mean, one step at a time. You know, we in February, I'm sure we all had grand plans for the summer and leaving first thought they'd be sitting their exams and we all thought we'd be going on holidays and you know thing, things will get better than they are now um, that that would happen I imagine 
no one deserves this, but no one is unique in this. So I, I think people just need to have a small bit of patience. I think, you know, the point's been made that it's hard to know what right is right now. You know, and obviously everyone has a different opinion on whether the country is getting it right or not and what right is. I feel communication of messages could have been clearer for every age group. While this isn't a time to play with people's lives, there unfortunately will be errors in the handling of it all. Because, as I said, I mean, we're in completely unprecedented time. Yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier about the Grinch stealing Christmas. I sure hope COVID-19 <laughs> doesn't steal Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a, a nightmare for us. All right, listen, thank you very much for talking to us and some really interesting perspectives there on how it's impacting on your own lives and your work and, and trying to, as we all are, chart our way physically and mentally uh, through COVID-19. When it started, maybe we hoped that it would uh, be over for um, uh, in a few months. The reality is that it looks like from the way they're talking, it'll be at least a year from when it all started, when things start to get back to normal. And we keep the fingers crossed that even that is uh, the case. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.